the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. I know that this is July 3rd, not July 4th, and I I make mention of this every year, I think. We celebrate our Dependence Day because we belong to an unshakable kingdom. We belong to a nation that will never diminish, become immoral, or be distracted from the glory of our God. And we are blessed to be a part of his kingdom, to be his children. You know, of late, there's been a lot of things going on. The enemy has worked very hard to destroy the heritage of this country, to diminish what God allowed to be built here in the hearts of men. And I think a lot of people have been very discouraged I see in the Christian community a bit of despair, almost uh, anger at where this country is going, at what is going on in our government. And I will say to you that none of it is by accident, that God allowed what he could have prevented for his purposes, that at the end of the day, We have to look at this world and say the temporal will pass away, but that which God holds will never pass away. That's us. That's all that he's prepared for us. Paul says we don't live to the seen, we live to the unseen. We don't live to the things that you can walk up and grasp. We live to the things that are untouchable and eternal and spiritual. That's our reality. What we have here is a bit of a distraction from that. That's why we live this life by what? Faith. So, each year when we come to this place, I, to state the obvious, we recognize that the nation's birth is a secular event, but we're not really honoring the nation's birth. We're honoring the work of God in the nation. And I want to continue to do that because I don't want us to ever walk away from what God created this nation to be, from what God did in this country. I don't want us to put it behind us or let the history revisionists change it for us. 
But at the same time, I want us to understand that we're children of God first and foremost, not without hope. In that vein, I want to remind you of a couple of things. We just went over all of these verses, but we just went over this one in particular. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are. Let me tell you who you are. This is the Spirit of God speaking, not Todd. It's in the Word of God right here. But you are a chosen race. God chose you. A royal priesthood, God's description of you. A consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession. He claims you as his own. So, as such, that you may proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know, in order to proclaim those excellencies, those wonderful deeds, those virtues and those perfections, you have to know them, don't you? God made you to know them. He called you for this purpose that you may proclaim these things. That you may know these things. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. But we are different because our citizenship is in heaven. And from there we eagerly await the coming of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. You ever feel like you're different? You are. Ephesians 2.19 So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, outsiders without rights of citizenship, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, God's people, and are members of God's household. How about that? That's who you are. Members of God's household, in the intimate presence of God, able to walk in any room in the household of God, able to walk in and out of his presence as you choose in terms of your awareness. Colossians 3.12 So as God's own chosen people who are holy, you're holy, set apart, Sanctified for his purpose and well beloved by God himself. You are well loved. As God describes well loved. You might describe it, but it wouldn't compare to how God describes it. Well loved by God himself. Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper. Jesus said, in this world we'll have trouble. How are we going to endure? How will we be able to stand? Well, he says, put on a heart of kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Who is that describing? Who is your life? Jesus He is all those things, and we have his character. We have his life within us. I've said it many times. The substance and value of everything that we know upon this earth has its source in God, or it has no value at all. 
has its source in his life and his purposes for you, or it has no purpose at all. The joy of the things that we know and possess on this earth are to be found in him, or they're not to be found at all. Some of the things I read normally on July 4th, but it's important that we remember them. And it's funny, you know, the Lord gave me this message some time ago, and it seemed very appropriate for the time that we were in. But each year I read through it and I think, okay, I'm going to do something differently. But then it seems so appropriate for the time that we're in. Times are changing. We're getting closer and closer to entering into the fullness of our creation, of all that God created us for. Sunday is the 4th of July, a great day in our nation's history. A day that will be celebrated by most Americans. And I want to read for you, as I read last year, part of a prayer that Billy Graham prayed for this country before his passing. He prays, Heavenly Father, we come before you today to seek your direction and guidance. We know your word says, woe to those who call evil good, but that is exactly what we have done. We have lost our spiritual equilibrium and reversed our values. We have exploited the poor and called it the lottery. We have rewarded laziness and called it welfare. We have killed our unborn and called it choice. We have shot abortionists and called it justifiable. We have neglected to discipline our children and called it building self-esteem. We have abused power and called it politics. We have coveted our neighbor's possession and called it ambition. We have polluted the air with profanity and pornography and call it freedom of expression. We have ridiculed the time-honored values of our forefathers and called it enlightenment. Search us, O God, and know our hearts. The strength of America has always been its corporate stand as one nation under God. Now we have been declared to be a nation of many gods. And as such, we are to be pitied as a nation because we have left our first love. Drunk on the wine of prosperity and self-indulgence, this nation, like ancient Israel, has embraced the false gods of this world. It is our hope in this nation that has given us cause for fear and anxiousness. Many of our leaders have forsaken the God of wisdom and thinking themselves to be wise, they have really legislated foolishness. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 10. With a view to this, we toil and strive, yes, and suffer reproach, because we have fixed our hope on the living God, who is the Savior, preserver, maintainer, deliverer of all men, especially of those who believe, trust, and rely on and adhere to him. Can you see the despondency of someone who is supposed to live in the truth that their Savior is their preserver, that their Savior is their maintainer, that their Savior is their deliverer, but they have placed these things in the normalcy and stability of a nation that is turned godless. Can you just see the despair that would hit you? The despondency that would 
absolutely envelop your soul. Our hope is in Jesus. Our lives are in him. And we rejoice that while nations may fall into godless arrogance, the kingdom of God continues to prosper and is eternal. We shall not stand shoulder to shoulder with the godless with our hopes fixed on frail flesh, but radiant with the love of God, we will point all men to the one and only true salvation, Jesus Christ our Lord. See, we cling to something entirely different than this world does. And they think that if they strip us of our income and our provision, that they, they have stripped us of our hope. They think that if they strip us of our jobs, of our ability to function in this world, they've stripped us of hope. They think that if they rob us of our ability to care for ourselves, they've stripped us of our hope. But they've not stripped us of our hope. Our hope is in the person of Jesus Christ. And our home is not in this earth. And our provision is not in this world. And our protection is not in this world. We stand in him and we will never fall. The people of God condemn themselves to hopelessness when they choose to trust in anything but Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 5 through 8. Thus says the Lord, Cursed with great evil is the strong man who trusts in the and relies on frail man, making weak human flesh his arm, and whose mind and heart have turned aside from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub or a person naked and destitute in the desert, and he shall not see any good come, but shall dwell in the parched places, in the wilderness, in the uninhabited salt land. Most blessed is the man who believes, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, that spreads out its roots by the river, and it shall not see and fear when the heat comes. But its leaf shall be green, it shall not be anxious, and full of care in the year of the drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. Oh, man, do we need to spread our roots? So much, so many Christians have fed so long on the surface waters of this world that their roots have drawn up. Let us go deep into him. Let our roots spread that we may be full of strength and vigor, his strength. That we may persevere in the wind, in the drought. That we can be green when everything else withers. Let us hold to the truth. We pray that our nation will rediscover its faith and turn to the Lord, our God. But no matter what the nation does, the children of God are not without hope. Why? Because our hope is Jesus. When our founding fathers met to compose the Constitution, they wanted to somehow secure this nation's liberty and protect against the tyranny of and oppression of a heavy-handed government. They looked to the author of salvation for the inspiration, for the body and text of what they would write. In the room where the Constitution was birthed, there was prayer, 
And in that room, there was also the word of God. Our country was founded under God. Psalm 33, 11, 12. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts and plans of his heart through all generations. Does it sound like he's just making it up as he goes along? Do you think his plan for you was made up on the spur when you decided to do this or that? It says his plans, the plans of his heart through all generations. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and are favored by God is the nations whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen for his inheritance. That's you. If you're a child of God. Can you even fathom the idea of being God's inheritance? Does <laughs> that bowl you over? It does me. If I was my inheritance, I'd think I got ripped off. <laughs> but you are God's inheritance. God's inheritance. I've read the quotes that I'm about to read many times, but I read them again so that we don't forget where this, company, this country came from. We don't forget our roots, no matter how history revisionists continue to approach it. And these quotes actually bear witness to the faith and testimony of those whom God allowed to be a part of the establishment of our government. John Quincy Adams said, Why is it, next to the birthday of the Savior of the world, your most joyous and most venerated festival returns are on this day, the 4th of July? Is it not that, in the chain of human events, the birthday of the nation is indissolubly linked with the birthday of the Savior? That it forms a leading event in the progress of the gospel dispensation? Is it not that the Declaration of Independence first organized the social compact on the foundation of the Redeemer's mission upon the earth? That it laid the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity? Is there any doubt about our roots? John Adams. The general principles upon which the Father achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. I will avow that I believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. July 4th ought to be commemorated as a day of deliverance by the solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. Patrick Henry. It cannot be emphasized too clearly and too often that this nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. Alexander Hamilton. For my own part, I sincerely esteem it, the Constitution, a system which without the finger of God could never have been suggested and agreed upon by such a diversity of interest. Benjamin Franklin. God governs in the affairs of man. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured in the sacred writings that except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. 
I firmly believe this. I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. This nation, having been founded on faith and upon the principles of truth which God articulates in his word and proves through the lives of men, has left its first love. It has departed from the God who birthed her as a place of freedom and prosperity for believers and a port of salvation for the world. Many in our government, many in our government, have forsaken the wisdom of God and have seemingly embraced foolishness and absurdity. 1 Corinthians 3.19 For this world's wisdom is foolishness, absurdity, and stupidity with God. For it is written, He lays hold of the wise in their own craftiness. We have all seen a great deal of foolishness being held up by the world as wisdom. They refuse to see the path of destruction that they are on. But Christian, that is their path, not yours. That is their path. They've chosen it. They chose it when they rejected truth and wisdom who is God. Romans 1.21 Because when they knew and recognized him as God, because when they knew and they recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks. But instead they became futile and godless in their thinking with vain imaginings, foolish reasoning, and stupid speculations. And their senseless minds were darkened. When you refuse to recognize God, when you refuse to recognize him as God in your thinking, when you are despairing, when you are fearful, when you are trusting in something other than Jesus You are like the godless. Your mind becomes clouded and dark because you're not focused on the light. This nation once declared itself a Christian nation, but now its government seems more concerned with protecting a man's right to be profane and wicked than upholding morality. It has been said, show me your idols and I will show you your men. The men and women who are idolized by millions in this nation and are presented to us as role models are those who, empowered by their prosperity, maintain the highest degree of self-indulgence. It's just true today as it was every day before. Democracy is now envied for the degree of selfishness it allows and the hope of freedom we now export is materialism and greed. Have we as a nation endeared ourselves to the world by embracing and empowering godless countries, of which we're becoming? No, in fact, their contempt for this nation seems only to grow. For the evil that drives them will not forget the foundation of truth upon which this nation was built and seeks to destroy it and enslave its people. That's always the agenda of evil. Do we as Americans have cause to grieve? Oh, I think so. We do. But as children of God, children of the sovereign God, we have a greater hope. 
We have a liberty that goes well beyond that guaranteed by our Constitution. Laws cannot ensure or secure the heart of man. They are used in the hope to control his behavior. However, behavior is but the fruit of the heart, and until a man receives a new heart through faith in Christ, the law will continue to lose ground, and the prisons will fill, while the godless will seek to reform them by education. You, Christian, have been given a liberty that is secured by the Spirit of God. 2 Corinthians 3.17 tells us, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom. Now, despite some of the teaching in our public school system, this country was founded by men of faith and afforded liberty in order that faith in God might flourish. We were given liberty to worship, liberty and freedom to pursue and know Him, liberty and freedom to walk in obedience to His Word, to know His Word, to know His heart. We were given liberty and freedom that we might be a Christian nation and just Just like they've done with the message of freedom in Christ, they've made it licentious and they've run hog wild in the flesh. Liberty for the flesh. Liberty to be what they want to be. Liberty to pursue what they want to pursue. To act in self-indulgence and to live in self-indulgence. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.